Mescalero. As you probably know by now, you're listening to a podcast. Get a chance for some of the unique stories out there um, to be heard and, if anything, inspire our community. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Riding on the Wall Podcast. I go by the name of Chris Frizzell. I'm here, of course, with Blue, and we have a special guest in the building today. We have Shane Ketazini, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being here, Shane. How y'all doing today? Thank you for inviting me. I'm doing pretty good today. Awesome, doing pretty awesome. good. We'll get started. Yep. Shane Ketazini is known for mainly his band, SK Band. So how did that come about? Well, actually, you know, it was, you know, one of my friends had passed away, you know, the late Delton Hamilton. Uh-huh. And we were at his um, prayer service, the rosary that evening, and I ran into the late Avery Boleyn, and, you know, we were, we were talking after the service, and, we, you know, he started playing the guitar, and I was, like, astonished. I was like, man, you know how to play guitar, you know. I don't know where he learned it, but, you know, he's pretty good at it. And, you know, somebody had mentioned us, you know, well, why don't you guys play for the service tomorrow? So we did that, you know, played for the, the funeral service. And then from then on, we just kept getting together. And, yeah. you, know, you know, just him and guitar with his little bitty amp and my drums. And we'd just play. What year was that about? I don't remember. It's probably about 2006, 2007. Have you been involved in music your whole life? Uh, Yeah. I um, actually learned how to play the drum in uh, junior high. I, I got into band, you know, marching band, and really? you know, by eighth grade, you know, they introduced the drum set for the the concert band. So that I did a little bit of that, and then after high school, I was in marching band, you know, uh-huh. in high school, and then but I actually learned how to play the drum set in church. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Church was. I remember seeing your first solo drum set, and it was amazing. It was at the um, two thousand five grand opening. Of uh, when we had the uh, Michael Fortino show at the end of yeah, our gods. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and how was that for you doing it that? It was it was kind of nerve wracking, you know. Really? I was really nervous, you know. What? The way it looked like a big, you know, TV show, you know. What was the What was the purpose for you um, playing? Were you playing by yourself? Yeah, just by myself. And you, you know? just you just jammed on stage. What was the event yeah. called again? It was, it was a, for. Michael Fortino Michael show. Fortino so show. they had a all they had it kind of like a talent show. We all and uh, I was in it. And Shane was there, and then Denny Ward's band was there at the time, too. Oh, and then okay. the, the late Paul Ortega also performed. So it was the grand opening, and we performed. For, uh, was it the grand opening or something? Uh, yeah, it was like the grand opening. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, so we all got to uh, show our talent there, and it was, it was pretty cool. And you, and you just got up and played by yourself, and you did your solo session? Yeah, yeah. How, uh, how, <clears throat> I, always, um, I always ask everybody this that's, you know, that deals with any type of performing or something like that. How do, how do you do with nerves? How are you are you are you a nervous person or do you handle it well or after you just start does it go away? Uh, I think I can handle it pretty well. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, sometimes it is really nerve wracking. You know, when, really when something's not going right or something doesn't feel right. You mm-hmm. know? <clears throat> like when I played, you know, at the end for one of their concerts there, you know, they 
told me, don't bring your drum set. We got drums, you know. So I was like, okay. So I went up there, and they're not set up the way you want it, you know. And <laughs> yeah. you have very little time to adjust, and, you know, it's like you're reaching, and you oh, nothing's man. where you want it to be. But, you know, you just... That sounds being like a, such a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, being a musician, you just got to adapt, you know, you can't... <laughs> well, most people don't have to usually go play on strangers' drums. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. So was SK Band, was that was that already started then in 2006, or did, did it come up about after that, right after that time? No, that's when it started. Really? And why the SK Band? When, when we started the band, you know, I asked the band members, you know, let's... I'll think of a name. Yeah. And next time we come back together, we can start throwing around ideas. And they they didn't bring anything, you know, because uh-huh. they didn't really care. They were just happy to play. So, you know, and I was talking with my wife, you know, and she was like, hmm, just name it SK. You yeah. Know? So we, we decided on that and we were fishing around for a design, a logo. And I wanted the old type typewriter lettering. Uh-huh. You know, she found a font and she had her friends, you know, vote on which one they wanted to choose. So they chose the, the font she chose. Nice. And I can't find that font anymore. You know, oh, it's, really? It's, it's old on so your old computer. Do you have your logo? Like, um, that's the main logo you use now? Yeah. From that, from yeah. That that's awesome. That's the main logo. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's back up a little bit. Where, where did you grow up and go to school? I... You know, my younger years, I remember coming to school here, you know, at the old elementary up on the hill. Oh, okay. You know, that was like, I don't know, second, third grade. <clears throat> but from fourth grade on to when I was a freshman, I grew up in San Carlos. Oh, really? That's where my grandmother's from. Oh, okay. So I went to Rice Elementary and Junior High and Globe High School. Yeah. What? Um, when did you move to Mescalero? Just right after... Um, uh, finished my sophomore year at Globe. The next mm-hmm. day, we just packed up and left. So your bloodline um, traces back to the San Carlos Apache. Yeah, I'm, awesome. I think I'm a quarter. A quarter. Yeah. Um, there's, <clears throat> there's a lot of uh, listeners now that I found out listen from from all over. So I, I try to paint a little bit of a picture who you are, where you're from, your bloodline stuff. So um, a lot of people are interested to not just in like what you do. We'll definitely get into your band, your playing, your skills and stuff, but. Um, just to paint a little bit more of a picture, uh, where so you grew up on a reservation, San Carlos. You moved to a reservation here in Mescalero. How how would you describe um, growing up on on two reservations? Are they very similar? Or are they very different? Yeah, they're they're kind of similar. You know? Yeah, but um, my grandmother, well, my step grandmother and her husband, you know, they're the ones that raised me, mm-hmm. taught me the building blocks of life. You know, core values mm-hmm. is what I like to call it. You know, teaching me right from wrong. We always went to church. You know, she never drank. You know, we were just at, at church all the time, and that's kind of where I picked up. You know, yeah, wanting to play the drums because I would see them on stage yeah the um is that is the san, san carlos reservation as big as the muscular apache reservation it's probably about maybe three times three really? or four times the size oh, wow. it, it's a big reservation yeah and you said that's where you learned to pick up the drums yeah when you moved to muscular you said you moved back in the ninth grade yeah but i just finished the ninth grade and why did you move back to the muscular <clears throat> reservation i don't know that was you know parental decisions so. oh okay you moved with your grandparents no with my mom oh with your mom i moved back with my mom oh okay okay did she oh did she continue your um your drive into music did she or did she support that yeah she supported yeah. you know she was always there and in, in band high school band and you know all the concerts we did 
in school. She was always there. Oh, okay. How, did you have a drum set when you moved, or <clears throat> did you have to buy another one? No, I I didn't have a drum set. I wanted to buy one. You know, it was an old drum set some guy was selling. But <clears throat> turned out my friend bought it, so I always went back to his house and we <laughs> played yeah. those drums together. <laughs> yeah. At that at that time in your life, um, was your dream to be a, a rock star? Was or was it just like a side thing? It was just a side thing, you know. I I've always just wanted to play drums. Yeah, I didn't think of it as being a big star. You know, just actually playing the drums. You know? Really. About how many gigs would you say you've had since uh, since you started? If you could put a number on it. I would have to say at least 150. Really? Yeah. And where has most of those gigs been? Uh, here. And here in Mescalero? Yeah, Mescalero. You know, weddings? The dances, weddings, you know, graduations. Is there any favorite one that you could you can think of right now? You know, my favorite ones are probably the ones we play in the convention center at the inn. Yeah. You know, those are a nice, you know. Nice what, place. What is your uh, most requested song? Brown Eyed Girl. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mescalero people, they love that song. That one and Cherry Bomb. Yeah, I Cherry that Bomb. One. Is, it, is it pretty tough to, to, to play the, the drums to those songs? Or you got it? No, it's, it's pretty simple. They're, they're both pretty simple songs. You know, it's, you know, there's a couple of breaks. Or we'll add something different, you know, under, other than what, how the song goes, you know. We might add an extra break where just the drums play by itself and people sing, you know. Yeah. We, we do a lot of different stuff like that. I was asking Denny in that, in that podcast um, a couple episodes back about, like, what his strategy is or, or how he remembers to play so many songs. Um, how, how many songs do you think that you, you know how to play? Well, in our library, <clears throat> right now we have about... 50, 60 songs, so that's a lot to remember, you know. Yeah, yeah. but I, I was curious on on how he broke it down. Uh, I'll ask you the same question, like, is is there a way that you, is there a pattern that can apply to most songs that if you just kind of know, like, a few certain patterns, and the way I was referring to it is because I can play acoustic guitar, and if you know a few chords, like your, your C, your A, A minor, E, your G, you can get through most songs. It's just you just put them in different patterns. Is there is there something that goes on like that with your your drum playing? Uh, drum playing is pretty basic. You know, yeah. you just it just depends on the song. You know, but you can just play straight through without adding any fills or flashy cymbal crashes or anything. You could just get through and just doing the basics. Uh-huh. You know, a, a roll here, a roll there. You know. Yeah. Whether it be country or blues or mm-hmm. rock, you know, as long as you know those three different basic. There, and there's not too many, there's not too many bands that play for Mescalero. I think we count we counted a handful of them last time we were talking with with Denny, Denny Ward, and um, you know we talked about Mescal, SK, and what we got. There was Killer Bees. Killer Bees. Well, there was the legendary uh, Miofa back in the yeah. day. Yeah, and then oh, what else? Uh, my. There might be one or two more that we're missing, but um, what, what would you say to any anyone that's thinking about starting a band right now? Because on the on the reservation, you know, there's there's a ton of talent out there, but I don't think there, you know, maybe there's courage. They're lacking some courage or, or bravery to get in front of people, or maybe they're just they don't know how to start. 
Yeah, there's. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of talent in Mescalero. You know, even right now, somebody's in a room somewhere practicing, you know. Definitely. And, you know, the, the advice I would give them is, you know, go out and ask a musician, you know. They could ask me. They could ask any other musician on the res, you know. Mm-hmm. And we'll give them advice, you know. I'll give them advice, you know. Follow your dreams, you know. Yeah. It's, it's your passion. It's what you want to do, you know. Go out and do it, you know. Don't be afraid, you know. Don't be ashamed, you know. It's, it's hard at first, you know, you, you're not very good and you make mistakes, but, you know, after a while, you won't even think about it. You just keep playing and you, the more you start enjoying it, you know, the easier it is to do because, you know, when you're enjoying something, you know, you rarely think about making mistakes or anything. Like that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a shame. Um, I always bring this up all the time. I talk about, like, um, people kind of being too embarrassed because of thinking what others may think. And I always mention that we kind of grow up in, in a harsh environment on the reservation because we love to clown on people and, and give each other a hard time. And I think that holds a lot of people back from pursuing their dreams, too. So um, that's one thing that I mentioned in that podcast. I'm sure you heard. Uh, I, I gave you a shout out because I, I was saying that I didn't know too many drummers. And one of the drummers that I do remember watching play at a few gigs was you. And there was the what, what stood out to me and you, I'll mention it again. Is when you when you drum, it it really looks like you're you're feeling that passion. It looks like you're in a room by yourself and you got headphones on, and you're you're filling it with with every ounce of blood that's running through your veins. There's a certain look of passion that that I see you play with, and it's awesome to see. And it makes it makes watching the performance a lot better, as you know, just a person in, in the in the stands. And, I, you know, you could probably not even know what you're doing, but the way I watched you play, uh, it looked good. So I, I felt like I was at a show, you know, so um, how did you build that type of confidence? Is there like, a, what do you tell yourself when you're up there? You got this, you know, yeah. I tell myself, you got this. Like, like you were talking, you know, I spend, you know, hours just with my headphones and my drums, you know, playing different kind of music, different songs, you know, just getting them down, getting the licks following the pattern you know and sometimes I don't actually use those patterns and I just create my own fills you know yeah stuff that I pick up from other drummers you know and I try to add them into what I'm doing mm-hmm. so it's different you know from what the the song is you know but some songs you just got to play them the way they are you know because they're just plain and simple yeah yeah who were some of the drummers that you looked up to? Um, there was this one guy from, you know, the San Carlos Miracle Church when I was a little kid with, you know, going to church over there. Oh, really? I don't even know his name, but he was... Is he the one that taught you how to play no, drums? No, he didn't teach how, me. How did you learn? How did you learn to where you got your skills to where they are now? I just kept practicing, you know, oh. practicing and practicing. You, you mess up, but you just keep practicing. And then once you finally get this pattern that you're trying to do, and then... It, yeah, it feels really great. You know, you want to call somebody in the house and say, "Hey, come check this out." You know, look yeah. what I could do. <laughs> They're probably looking at you like, "Sounds the same to me." You know? <laughs> yeah. And was it a song? Was it a was it a certain song or something that that um that you kept practicing? Or uh, do you yeah, just try to learn yeah. new just, ones? Just different songs, just different parts of songs. You know, it's like where he's you know tapping the hi hat, you know, swishing it, and then playing another beat. With his foot, you know, to, doing two totally different things at the same time, that's hard to do. You know, oh, yeah. Been... And then your hand is doing something else, and this one's doing something. Yeah. So you're just, like, 
trying to do four different things at one time and you get your body to kind of finally start coordinating to do all those same things at the, do all those things at the same time yeah that's awesome what's your what's your best memory what's your best gig that you've done so far i would say you know one of the the fourth of july gigs at the inn outdoors mm-hmm. you know there's playing lot, in the evening there's a lot of people there there's yeah, a lot of energy there, yeah. there's a lot yeah. of people there you know you, you get up you know and and the the fun thing about it is you know we didn't have to bring our own drums you know it's it's like being a real musician you know mm-hmm. you get to the gig and they do a sound check you know they're like okay drums you know hit the first tom and then you you know they'll say okay the second tom you know so you do all the drums and they finally tune it and okay play something you know oh so that so you're enjoying more of the the whole experience yeah you're not focused on how many people are in the crowd the overall experience is what gets you people in the crowd are you know they that's what you feed off of you know yeah it's like when i'm when i do an intro to a song you know just by myself you know and i'd start laying down a beat and you know and then you could see people start yeah shaking and you know dancing and you're like yeah you know then they start everybody's dancing and cheering and then that just gets you all pumped up and then it's like you get chills in your arms and you're like oh this is great performing in front of people i was it's hard it's a hard thing to do so i definitely give you a lot of props for being able to get up there and put yourself out there like that you know especially it's that many people watching you, watching what you're doing. You got you got to stay focused, got to stay in tune. You just it seems like there's there's a lot going on. Um, how many how many people are in your band total? Uh, four. Four. Yes. And uh, you want to give them a shout out and mention their names? Yeah, uh, bassist Chris Loretto. You know he's oh Chris, such a great guy. He's been playing with me for the longest time. You know, and he since, does bass. You said yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a, he has a great sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Wacy Comanche, he oh, just joined yeah, our band not too Wacy. long ago. You know. Oh wow. We, you know, kind of converted him from metal to classic, classic country <laughs> and <you> know, <laughs> nice. new stuff, and he and he likes it. You know, he tells me, "Man, I'm glad you invited me to join your band because I really like it." You know. He's got the talent to be yeah, up there with does. you guys. Yeah, he does for sure. And then um, Mike Benegas, mm-hmm. he's from Las Cruces. He works down at the racetrack. Oh, okay. I saw him in. Uh, yeah, he, in, you uh, met him at karaoke. Did you, did you meet him at karaoke? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was one of the best singers that would come into karaoke. Oh, and really? Then he joined. He joined y'all's band. The fa- most favorite song I like that he would do, and I wish I, I wish you guys would learn if you haven't learned it yet, is um, under the is it under the boardwalk. Uh-huh. Yeah, that song. He can do that one perfect. I'm sure we could do that, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, if he's listening or, you know, I'll mention it next time we start practicing again. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's his best song. But yeah, you guys you guys did great. I for, I actually just forgot so right now that he was he was in your band. <laughs> so. Yeah, and it took him a long time, you know. Yeah. We hounded him for about 6 months till he finally said, "Okay, you know, uh-huh. let's, let's do this and but with over. him being all the way down there, how often do you no, guys train? No, he lives up here in Oh, he lives here? Now. Oh, okay. He, he works at the racetrack. Yeah. How often do you guys practice? Once a week. Once a week? Yeah. I was talking to Danny about this. Um, I said, do you have any um, 
mutual respect for the other bands? You guys are guys friends? Are you guys enemies? Because you guys are competition. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's not a competition, you know, it's just what, you know, what the people want, you know, yeah. they're, mm-hmm. they're all friends, we're all friends, you know, it's, and that, you know, there's no hard feelings or yeah. anything like that, you know, we're all musicians together in this community, yep. and there's no reason to be trying to outdo one another, you know, Absolutely. sometimes they get hired, sometimes we get hired, or sometimes the DJ gets hired, yep. or sometimes another band gets hired, you know, we're yeah. all... I'm I'm glad you said that because um the last podcast episode we had Joseph Blazer and big shout out to him and people I think they thought that a lot that me and him were always in competition with each other <laughs> and um, we actually work together because we got we got there's enough gigs for us to go around you know yeah there's enough there's enough for all of us can make money there's enough things going on where we can all do stuff and uh, matter of fact shout out to uh, this episode is actually brought to you by him because he donated. Uh, He's he's the sponsor of this episode, so shout out to Blazing Productions, Joseph Blazers. But it just goes to to the point that you know we all can work together, and it's a small com- it's a small community, but there's enough for all of us. I think there's enough to go around, so that's I, that's good. I really hope that um, after because we've done about three good musical podcasts now. We did one with Danny Ward. He's um, the drummer for Mescal. We did uh, DJ DJ Pun, you yeah, know, Joseph yeah. Blazer, and and now we got a band member SK. I really hope that what we can do is inspire anyone out there who's thinking about playing um, an instrument or wants to learn an instrument. Um, if you have any questions, you know, come talk to Shane. A very, very nice guy, very helpful guy. And um, if you want to take your talent to the next level, you just have questions, you know. Um, come come and talk to one of these guys. And all the, all the musicians that we've talked to so far, very laid back people. They all get along with each other. It's not like what you see on on TV. Like if you're watching like a show on Netflix, that's about a band, and you see another band that competes with that band, and and there's some kind of hostility there. Um, the community that we have here, it seems to be more like everybody's on the same page. Everybody supports each other, and which is great. It's a great point to highlight. There's no negativity between anybody. There's no trash talking between anybody. Everybody's just getting along, and I think that's great. Mm-hmm. And that that relationship between all these band members they could easily make it a negative one but they don't um that relationship's going to reflect on to future um you know the or younger generations that want to come up and start their own band or um you know pick up a guitar or a drum whatever, whatever it is so um just really appreciate you guys having that mentality you keep it going i hope everybody continues to get along in that in that way you know and speaking of the other bands you know <clears throat> Believe it or not, they've, you know, some of them have filled in, you know, with my band, you know. Right. Um, you know, the the late, great Gary Loretto, you know, he, I think it was our first gig in the Club 49, and he played with us. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. He's, he filled in, you know, and he's filled in quite a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. We've done a bunch of gigs with him, and... Um, Warren Mendes from Killer Bees, he sang with us in the Club 49 also, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, and I remember um, the other Beaver, the guitarist, Yeah, he, you know, came to a couple of practices, you know. He never got to play with us, but, you know, at the time we were looking for guitarists and he came by and, you know, sometimes you know other people help out and you know i'm very thankful for that you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure 
that's the main mission we're trying to get across with this podcast is that I mean we're in a small community and um like like well we're in a, we're a tribe we're all a tribe so we're all on the same team we're all basically uh the same people so um that's like one of the main things we're trying to get across with this podcast but I'm uh, moving on to, to I had another question for you um is there any funny stories or uh, something something you can tell about a, the funniest thing that ever happened an experience <laughs> as a band that you can talk about it's an evil laugh <laughs> <laughs> I know there's something with that laugh no no one time we we just came off of a break and you know the the late Avery Berlin we're we're getting ready to start this song and it was a uh, I think it's no matter what you say or something like that. Uh-huh. And I didn't even, you know, unmute the microphones yet. So, oh. <laughs> so he's all, no matter what. And, then, you know, he came in and he's like, <laughs> the mic's <laughs> off. <laughs> he did his practice. <laughs> yeah, that was funny, you know. We just cracked up. Where was that at? I think that was at the end, you know. Oh, it was in Club 49? No, in the convention center. Oh, in the convention center. Yeah, for, it was probably for a graduation or something. So everybody heard it? Everybody yeah, heard it. we all stopped. <laughs> they were looking at us like... <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um, I didn't even ask before we started all this. You're a family man, right? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you got a wife, you got how many kids? I've got four kids... From you know my my first ex wife and then my wife has five kids so you okay. know we total together nine and I think we got like thirteen grandchildren all together. Oh, so. so you're busy. Yeah. Which one of them wants to drum with you? Hmm. Two of my sons know how to play the drums. Oh really? You know. Do they try to take it on at school um, or? No, they're all out of school now. But you know. They play on their own. Yeah, I I. I'm actually going to give one of my other sons one of my drum sets because I have like three of them and, you know, they're just crowding up the place. Yeah. And, you know, my other son, he lives in Albuquerque and he <clears throat> he does a little bit of DJ stuff on the side Oh, too, awesome. So, mm-hmm. so, but they both know how to play drums. That's, that's awesome. And your wife, um, she really supports you and yes, everything you do. Yes, she did. You know, if, if it wasn't for her... Yeah. None of this probably would be possible, you know. She's a, you know, really strong woman, and, you know, she encouraged me to do a lot of things, and, you know, she That's pushed awesome. me. She did, you know, public relations, you know, she made T-shirts, throw them out, you uh-huh. know, in the, the crowds or the parades, whatever we did, you know, she always, you know, she's, you know, one of the unsung heroes behind the band, you know. Yeah. She she really did a lot uh, to make it happen. Uh-huh. And I'm very thankful for her. That's awesome. And Give her a shout out. What's her name? Marlene Katazini. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Thank Marlene, you. for long- being a good supporter for Shane, for sharing his talent, helping him share his talents. How long have y'all been married? Um, What year is it? 2020. Five years. Five years? Yeah. Oh, really? Did y'all have a big in, wedding? In June, it'll be five years. Yeah, it was kind of a big wedding. Did you play at your wedding? Or did you no, it? she wouldn't let me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys have to do? Just... Uh, my son filled in. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's that's good. It's so it's so important that like anytime in any marriage, like one of the the spouse, the spouse want to pursue something and... It's hard when you got you got responsibilities, you got kids and stuff. It takes a real strong um, level of connection for for that to happen. You know, it's it's got to be right. 
because when it's not right at home, it doesn't it doesn't allow you to be your best like when when you're out and stuff. And and I can't imagine it's it's any easy on her when you're out all hours of the night playing gigs other places than coming back and she's holding down the fort and stuff. So um, I you know being married myself, I can already see some of the maybe obstacles that you guys have had to overcome and I for me I think it's communication communication is probably the number one factor and and when it's when it comes to things like this you know um has there ever been any moment where you felt like the drumming or being in the band was just kind of like getting hard on the marriage or has it always just been smooth uh, no, it it's always been smooth, you know. She always she's always there with me, you know. She helps me load stuff and you know things like that. That's awesome. And you know she's always right there. You know maybe a few times she won't go, but you know. Yeah. Maybe she's tired or she doesn't feel like going out or. Something. As but, uh, as married men, it's so easy for us to to take advantage of like that freedom that we get, and you always got to stop and recognize, you know, where where you get no friction from that from that spouse and so I can relate a little bit to to that married life and I'm just curious you know when it comes to stuff like that I don't know how how you feel about it how you think about it it might just be second nature because you you know you've been married you're five five years into the marriage now and whenever you go you take your drums it's just maybe just another gig and stuff but some of that some of that stuff's kind of interesting to me yeah you know I love my wife, you know, and, you know, I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize, you know, what we have, mm-hmm. you know. And besides, I'm a lot older now, you know, and I've been through a whole lot of stuff and, you know, I know what mistakes not to make anymore. Yeah, know? for sure, for sure. That's awesome. We got to um, we gotta put Chris out there and yeah. put his resume out there, right? right? Find him a, <laughs> a spouse. I, I, need that. I need that in my life. <laughs> we, he needs a ball and chain so he can relate, you know? I do it all on my own right now. <laughs> <laughs> even, like, even like for this podcast, it's kind of hard, you know? Every, it's starting to become now like a, like a new thing where we got to go record a guest and leaving the house, got to leave the wife with the kids and, and take off. So you, you got to always stop. If you're married, you always got to stop to appreciate like what you have and, you know, just... Be thankful. Be thankful for to your wife. Just for mine lets me go look look for sheds. That's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I couldn't look for sheds, I'd probably uh, I don't know if I'd disappear to Montana and just, just look for sheds for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, did you have any upcoming gigs coming up, like for graduation and stuff that got canceled? Um. Yeah, we have some. Uh, you know, one in May and the rest are in June, so we might be clear of that you know really yeah so they might not happen or what do you um maybe the one in may might not happen you know yeah how has this affected you with this whole corona Um, thing going on it hasn't affected me as much you know it's you know to me it's just taking a long break you know yeah and i don't mind at all you know staying at home yeah you know i miss playing drums but you know there's more important more important things to life than just playing drums you know you gotta stay safe keep your family safe you know yeah follow the rules and you know you know as soon as it's over it'll all come back together again yeah that's true that's true i saw one video of you um you think you're tiktok famous you're playing the drums (laughs) yeah by by the mountain that looked pretty cool (laughs) so you have your drums set outside yeah i just put it outside and i uh i uh did a cover to uh 
Brian Adams somebody. Yeah. You know, my wife was filming it. Yeah, that looked cool. Added the music to it and it, it came out nice, you know. I, I yeah. Liked it, you know, it's like. That's awesome. Does um, are there any bands that inspire you playing right now? Or do you just kind of try to be as full of variety as possible? Um, growing up, I, you know, I admired Alex Van Halen. You know, you know, all the big drum sets he had and stuff like that. Then I kind of, you know, moved on to, uh, you know, a little harder rock. You know, Tommy Lee. I, you know, covered a lot of his albums and stuff that he played I could play the same thing uh-huh. then I got into Rush you know the late great Neil Peart you know yeah. I did a lot of his stuff you know copying his stuff and then the latest was uh, Car- Carter Beaufort from Dave Matthews Band uh-huh. he, he was a, a phenomenal drummer and just just makes me like oh, wow Yeah. so I bought his videos and you know watched him on YouTube and took some of his drum lessons online and it's it's hard you know uh-huh. <laughs> the the power the power of technology is amazing right yeah you yeah. think about when you were younger there was no youtube there were there wasn't very much material to go around for you so you kind of just had to watch like live shows yeah um how did what did you watch did you buy vhs tapes um i remember staying up late one night to watch kiss you know there's a kiss concert on tv which was like midnight you know so <laughs> i stayed up late to watch it yeah Peter Chris drumming, you know, it's like, if, if that was fun. If there's ever been a time to become a musician, it's now. We have so much technology at our fingertips. We're talking mm-hmm. about YouTube, you can download any song, any tutorial. There's probably a tutorial for it, whatever you're thinking, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, there's definitely, these. there's even apps you can download. They play chords for you. They show you the right chords and, and patterns to play and stuff. So, uh, do, you, is it, do you use any of that? Mm, no. I haven't read. Know. I hadn't read music since high school. You know, oh, really? Like, so, I probably forgot how to do that. Yeah. But well, you know, I just I just listen to you know any song that I have, or I'll I'll watch it on video, you know, to see what he's doing. And these people are just doing it ninety miles an hour, like second nature to them. Yeah. So in order to play the drums, you don't really have to know how to read music. No, you could just, you know. I think that's where a lot of people get scared because they're like. I, I, I don't know how to read music, so so how do you learn? Like you just listen and yeah, try to you copy. Ju- you just listen, much? yeah, listen and copy. You know, wow. just like you know, just watch something and see how he does it, and then you say, "Oh, okay, I see how he's doing it." And then you go back there and try, you know, or you're listening to it, you know, you listen. Yeah, I usually break the song up into parts. You know, like I'll do this first part. You know, so I'll practice all the way up until there. Yeah, then I'll get the next part and then practice all the way that. You know till the ending then I'll put it all together and see if I can do it you know it's nice. have you recorded any of your own any of your songs no I I can't write music you know I, oh, really? I just play drums you know the guitarist has to come up with a riff and yeah you know he's like hey guys check this out and then you know somebody might say well I've been working on this poem to my girlfriend and yeah let's see if we <laughs> could add it to that you know yeah. that's that's what they have to do I, I don't know. I guess I could try. You know, you never write thought a about song. like taking your band to a studio and actually, like, even if it's cover songs. Yeah, we just, did that. We, oh, uh, really? We went down to Tularosa. You know, my yeah. wife again. She set it all up with one of her coworkers who owns a studio. Yeah. And we went down there, and you know, we 
recorded a, a CD, you know, it's all kinds of covers, you know, That's Brown cool. Eyed Girl, Cherry Bomb, you yeah. know, all the good stuff, and I have some copies at home, you know. We need to push those copies out. <laughs> you, haven't put, you haven't put it up onto iTunes and all that stuff? Uh, no, you know, I, it's pretty easy to do. I need to re-upload mine, as a matter of fact, I got all my songs up, but I didn't renew it, you gotta renew it every year. And I didn't do that this last year, so I don't know about putting cover songs. <laughs> you can put cover songs. A you lot can? of people do it. You can, really? you can you can make money out of it. You know? So yeah, you just got to put their cover songs. Has Iran ever thought about make, writing its own? Are any of the other members thought about writing music that you guys can start? Playing? Long long ago they did, but they, it never came about. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you guys play the guitars, you guys you know do the riffs. You know, it's like the only thing I can contribute is you know lyrics, but you know. Yeah, it's you know I I don't know how you know these people write songs and stuff like that. I guess I could just write some songs and then see if they can figure out something to add to it. Yeah, yeah. try to start. Yeah, you know, you know there's so many people that have gotten rich off of the silliest like little YouTube song. Oh yeah, and I always wonder like you know what? There's so much talent out there. How come we don't just film somebody make writing their own song and see if it blows up just keep trying it and trying yeah. it and trying it until we have a hit song but it's crazy how what becomes famous today you know yeah you look at something that has like millions of views and it makes absolutely no sense and you're like oh my gosh how did this person do this and then we have guys you know like like you and your band who could probably write a song and maybe just you never know get that get that lucky one and all of a sudden you guys are are famous now but i after talking to um you and you and denny i started to kind of get a feel for what it what's what you guys expect out of yourselves uh, what you think about like the band and the career um it seems to me like there's not much time to do other things like write songs and stuff because you're so busy with all the gigs you know whenever the season comes back around you're doing graduation doing weddings and whatever the the inn asks you guys to do the resort and it's it can i can't imagine how fast that time flies you know you blink it and it's it's up and then you're looking forward to the to the next season again um but in your off time do you do you guys train or do anything like that do you kind of part ways and take a break oh we just like uh during this time you know i just told the guys you know we'll just hold off until this is all over then we'll start practicing again you know yeah. make sure everything's safe to get together you know i wouldn't want to jeopardize everyone's family you know just for the sake of you know trying to practice you how, know? how often were you guys practicing before this oh once a week oh yeah and did you guys feel like that was that was sufficient sufficient or do you always feel like you can do more no, it, it's sufficient. You know, we get a lot of a lot done, and you know, within the two hours we practice. You know, we oh, okay. we just go through some songs to warm up, and then we start working on the songs that we've selected. So the guys are pretty good. You know, they're they'll pick up a song in about fifteen minutes. You know, Wacy just looks at his iPad. You know, pulls up the tabs, and then he starts playing it. And then Mike, you know, he reads keyboard music also you know so within 15 20 minutes we got a rough draft of a song that you know we just barely started playing so it's it those guys are phenomenal you know they're yeah. they're good musicians what's the band chemistry like you guys have pretty pretty smooth or do you feel pretty fortunate yeah i, I feel i feel pretty fortunate you know these mm-hmm. these guys are all friends they enjoy each other's company and you know 
the time spent together is, you know, it's like, it's not enough time, but, you know, we've got other, you know, other duties to, to tend to, you know, rather than practicing all night. You know? Yeah. So, it's, the guys are good, you know, they... It seems like bands, there's always like a couple, like a band that you see that has like weird chemistry where they're butting heads over music to play and, and stuff like that, but that, that doesn't happen with you guys? Not not now, you know, before, you know, the, the former members of the band, you know, it's, you know, they started, you know, kind of getting at each other's throat, you know, not in a bad way, but, you know. Yeah, you, I, you spend enough time yeah. around anybody, you start yeah. to get to know them too well and maybe the arguments kind of pop up here and there. Yeah, so we took a break, you know, some guys went their separate ways, you know, start their own band and, you know. You know, and I, and I'm happy for them that they got their own thing going. You know. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's no reason to stop. You know, just yeah. because you know a band breaks up. You know, that happens all the time. That's got to be one of the hardest things to find, though, is like that perfect chemistry. Yeah, it's it, hard to get a lot of people to get along. It took a long time. Like mm-hmm. I said, we were we hadn't played for about three, four years. You know, mm-hmm. until we finally got together with Mike, and then things just took off from there. Yeah, that's that's that is pretty lucky. Um, like you know, wherever you look, you, there's wherever you work, there's a group of people been together too long, might bicker. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that's that's something that's hard to overcome. I'm glad you guys found it. I'm glad yeah. you guys are able to. You know, and and the former guys, you know, in the band, you know, and you know, we, what we had was great. You know, mm-hmm. we we did a lot of shows. We had a lot of fun. You know, sometimes you know it's just time to do something different you know yeah yeah and right now we don't even play a lot of the songs that we used to play you know everything's going in a different direction you know we're playing more newer country and you know more pop songs so is that because people are requesting that more or just because we can (laughs) oh yeah is that what you guys like yeah you know it's like you know when we play out at the track or out at the end we yeah. introducing these new songs you know and people like him you it's know. a lot of fun um especially like you know you you play the older ones for the people that want to hear the stuff they're used to hearing like you're like oh you can't have a have a band without playing these songs but then i think that little bit of flavor that you guys throw in attracts another um diverse group and it's it's a good chemistry i hope you guys keep doing that and keep exploring different different sounds you know it's great yeah we we're playing a lot of different stuff now you know we try to add the you know the ccrs and the oh yeah cherry bomb well we we still haven't even done that yet but you know we're still brown eyed girl and yeah all the old favorites that they like yeah Beast of Burden (laughs) we haven't done that you know I, I get a request for that a lot uh we used to do that a lot. You know. What about under my thumb? We haven't did that in years. Uh, that was that's been a long time since. What about a uh, domino? Domino. We used that's a long. That was a long time ago too. You know, we really? we did those songs with uh, the late Avery. You know, uh-huh. when we first started, probably in two thousand nine, two thousand eight. Yeah. I noticed uh, last year you're getting into politics. You ran for tribal council. How was how was that experience? Well, that's right. And do you plan on running running again? Um, that's you know it's it's a lot to deal with. You know, people yeah. have all these questions. 
sometimes it's things you never even think about and they hit you with that question and you're like man you know mm-hmm. how come i didn't think about that you know how come that's uh, a good experience it says know. it says a lot about you you know you, you start the, you start your band you put yourself in front of people you've got uh, a unique personality you you take that to the next level you ran for what what did you run for uh tribal council Tribal council. There's yeah. uh, for for anyone that doesn't know how we have it broken down, we have a president who works in relation with our tribal council. Our tribal council is made up of how many people? Eight. Eight. I almost said ten for some reason. But there's made up of eight people, and then um, so basically we have a president, our tribal council that come up pretty much most of the decisions for for the reservation, and you ran for for tribal council, uh, but I think Chris just asked you. Did he ask if you would do it again? Um, I don't know, you know, I'm not too sure. What was the Maybe. main reason you wanted to get into it? You know, just to, um, you know, change, change things, the way things are done, you know. I, yeah. I see a lot of, you know, the way things are going, you know, and I see things that could be done better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just, just if you had that chance, you know, you could go in there and speak up and say, hey... I don't think this is right, you know. What are they going to do? Chase you off? You yeah. Know? As long as you're in there and you voice your opinion and you fight for what you think is right and what, you know, benefits the people, you know, then I wouldn't have any problem, you know, going home and, you know, getting some rest because I know I stood up for something that matters on the reservation. Yeah. That's that's a good attitude to have and Whenever I was talking to Chris about starting the podcast, it's kind of like the same idea, you know. I'm I'm not the person type of person that would like to just sit back and just complain about the issue. I want to be the difference and try to, instead of talking crap, I want to actually be the change, you know, and and somehow make um, play my part. And I'm sure Chris feels the same way that he probably yeah. takes a lot of. Um, pride in the fact that we started this podcast and, and we're trying to do this to promote positivity and just like you um you 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 saw something that instead of just talking crap about it the whole time you decided to get up and do it so definitely give you a lot of props mm-hmm. for putting yourself in that position even just putting yourself out there is hard mm-hmm. it's a, you got to overcome just the nerves of showing up on the first day and saying hey i'm, I'm shane i'm running for tribal council and you know, you, you stepped into it knowing that you might fail, and that says a lot about per- your personality. So, I hope that um, your your family's, if you, I hope that's rubbing off on a lot of your, your kids and your grandchildren because that those are good qualities to have. You know, something that we we need to highlight for sure. So I hope you I hope you keep it up. I hope you you give it another shot. What what was some of the the main concerns that the tribe members had? Would you say when they were coming up to you? Uh, a lot of them, you know, talked about. You know, housing, getting new housing built because, you know, there's families that need houses, you know. Definitely. Yeah. That that was the main concern for, you know, yeah the the people that came and talked to me, you know, like, we need housing, you know. I always hear that, too, like, within mm-hmm. our community, my housing is, is tough to get here on the, on, on the reservation, so mm-hmm. there has to be a, some kind of solution for that. I'm, yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure, and it comes down to a lot of factors. It comes down to how much money people can make it comes down to the cost of living and buying a trailer buying land there's a lot of pieces to put together and yeah. i don't think um whenever we grow up there's a lot of stuff that say if i was to ever have the magic power where i could snap my fingers and make change 
one of the things that I would try to do is just um, our maybe on our education system, maybe just give some classes as as those seniors start to leave, just teach them about you know some things that they're going to come across in life. And it's, you know, one of the things is going to be hey, when you, when you're 18, you might need your own place to live. Here's what you got to go through to get that. Here's how much it's going to cost to get this piece of land, and here's how much a normal um, house is going to cost. Or if you want to go with a trailer, this is how how much this is going to cost. This is how much money you're going to need to make to even cover all those expenses. And we don't learn about that. I was definitely one of those those people who was pretty pretty ignorant. And when I when I left for college, I was totally um, blindsided by the cost of living for Las Cruces. There's bills. I, I got hit with bills. You know, you pay utilities, electricity. You're paying for for rent, and for for us in, in Mescalero here on the reservation, there's there's not a whole lot of opportunity for us to be making that kind of money to be just going out and purchasing those houses and and that land. So, um, but at all, like I said, I think a lot of it comes down to just not knowing too. A lot of us are also exposed to kind of like a communal lifestyle. Mm-hmm. where a lot of us kind of reside in, in the same home. And for the longest time, it's been okay. But it seems like now we're coming to a time where people are realizing, um, you know, it, I can have my own space now. And I think a lot of families are, are starting to split up. And it's kind of showing, too, all over the reservation. You see trailers kind of... You see a lot of trailers now. There's, you know, there's a lot of tra- trailers everywhere. You know, people are starting to spread out a little bit, which is good. I think people that have families need their own, their own space and stuff like that. And so with that being said, I think there there's people that see that happening for others and they want it now. And it's um it's it's a it's a hard issue to tackle. It's been within what the past like 10 years or so we saw this huge explosion of of houses that have just been planted all over the reservation. So it seems like a fairly new uh, trend you know we want our own space um, I don't know how far back you can look into it Shane or how far back you remember people wanting their own um, housing but I don't remember it being this much of a of an issue when I was younger it's always been there. it's always been there since I can remember it's mm-hmm. always been there we have um, so for anyone listening that doesn't doesn't know about Mescalero we have kind of like our own little neighborhoods in this reservation and they're they go by all these names, and you've got Pena and Seaside, and um, there's places like Head Springs where houses are a little bit more spread out, you know, but a lot of it's public housing. We have a lot of, like, um, subdivisions of, of neighborhoods, and there's definitely um, just not enough to go around, you know, so I hope that one of the biggest changes that we can see in the future um, is maybe we find something, some kind of solution to be, just build more houses, you know, make make more room for, for our people and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot of land out there to put houses on, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just a lot of work, I guess. A lot of work and a lot of time, so uh, we just got we just got to pray on it. And In in your other reservation in, in San Carlos, did they, did they uh, go through the same kind of struggle with it? Or? Um, yeah, I, I would say, but I mean, they're... They're building houses at, you know, phenomenal rates, you know. Really? In this <clears throat> housing area that I lived, when I left, it was, you know, it was it was new, you know, because we were the first ones to move in there. Uh-huh. And there was another one across the highway. And when I left, they were pretty small. 
you know, and then I'd go back to visit and they would extend it. And then this one extended, you know. Yeah. And within this time, you know, that whole place has just grown, you know. There's probably, I would say, two, three hundred houses across the highway. Is, wow. You know, subdivisions that they've built. You know, they built a hospital. Yeah. You know, this, where I used to live, you know, it's grown probably three times as much houses there now. Yeah. So you go back there and visit from time to time? Yeah, I go back to visit my mom sometimes, you know. About how many tribal members would, is there, would you, do you know? I don't know, they probably have got about 10,000. Oh, really? You know, 15,000 tribal members. So double or triple to us? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Do they have a casino or anything? Yeah, they have a, a small casino like the Travel Center. Really? Oh, really? I thought yeah. they would have had like, a bigger one with that that size of people. Do they have another uh, another resource that they can pull funds from? Um, they and they just built another small casino, you know, halfway to Tucson from, you know, where the reservation is. I oh, guess. Oh, okay. The road to Tucson. There's a a park that you know goes right by the reservation, so that's where they put a casino out there awesome. also. Awesome. But you know, they're just like us. You know, they got sawmill. They got you know big game hunting they've got a a lake you know recreation lake where people pay to go stay at the rv parks and boat on the lake and stuff like that yeah yeah that's pretty neat we're very we're very lucky it's a it's a weird turn of events for native americans um especially being forced in forced onto reservations the way we were Mm -hmm. but now you know that that bad situation turned out we got the best land yeah and all of new mexico yeah, I don't know how beautiful San, San Carlos is. I've never been. I'm sure it's beautiful. Um, is it like pine trees and mountains here? Like um, here? Some parts of it is, but you got to drive a long way to get there. Oh, you know, right. it's, it's like the reservation, you know, where people live is, you know, maybe down in Thule, but you got to oh, drive, okay. oh, you know, so. about an hour's worth drive, you know, to get into the mountains. And, well, and it's really beautiful up there, you know. It's, yeah. They've got lakes and, you know, yeah. streams. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of places that people drive out into the wilderness and go camping or, you know, go picnicking. Yeah, yeah. We we yeah. talk about it all the time. We're extremely fortunate to have this reservation. This reservation is amazing. You know, so beautiful. We're so lucky to have the land that we have, you know, and, and maybe we have our issues. Like, you know, we want, we want more housing and stuff, but we, we got to count our blessings for sure. That And this, this land is amazing. Especially in this time when everybody's cooped up inside, we get to go outside, you know, and enjoy yeah. mountains. I've been going out into the mountains pretty much every day and just, it feels like my soul was getting like, I don't, like cleansed or something. Yeah. Like really, it's like, like if it was meant, it feels like it's meant to be or something. The, the yeah. air, everything's so clean. And you know, if you have mm-hmm. allergies, there's this, that spring season's kind of rough, but yeah. you can get past that, man. The, uh. Whenever I was in the military, people used to ask me about, you know, what's it like? What's it like? And and now after I moved away, I was like, man, it's amazing. Our reservation is a, it's an amazing place. Um, it's here that sucks. <laughs> this place is a hellhole, man. I hate this. That so was Iraq, or where was it? In North Carolina. Oh, okay. Well, Afghanistan was Afghanistan. pretty a pretty bad place too, but um, where I was living, we were always training out there in the woods and. And they had a whole different, it's like a whole nother universe, man. It's uh-huh. all moisture. It's uh-huh. all wet. Everything's wet. One, my first, one of my first training exercises, I hung my shirt up to dry. I woke up, it was more wet. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> when I took it off. So it shows you how much humidity is there. They have water moccasins and all those little draws. There's a draw everywhere you can think, too. And there's water in it. And you got to walk through that water. And there's snakes and there's weird spiders there. It's It was an ugly environment for me. I did not feel comfortable there at all. But uh, it just made me really appreciate home. When I got back in these mountains, I was like kissing the pine trees here. And there. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> So you don't even know what I went through. It just feels so good to be home. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know how we got off on, on that um, interesting tangent, but um, you got more questions lined up? Oh, yeah, Shane, you talked a little bit. Uh, you learned drums in the church. Uh, what what church was that? And do you, do you still have beliefs, those kind of beliefs? Um, my, I grew up going to the San Carlos Miracle Church. You know, it was a... Non-denomination? It was, it was, yeah, it was non-denomination. It was, yeah. you know... What they call holy roller, you yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. Holy, you know, it's, it's like going to a concert, yeah. you know. It's yeah. Like you know, I was just a little kid, couldn't wait till they start, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. going doing their stuff, you know, and they start getting loud and catching the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. and then um, and then I um, I grew up after that. I, you know, my mom I was took me to uh, the Assembly of God, so that's here in Mescalero. Yeah, oh, and uh, in San Carlos. Oh, okay. Know. As I got older, so that's, you know, where most of my, you know, beliefs yeah. are, you know, going to Sunday school and learning yeah. about God and, you know. Mm-hmm. You still so, yeah. t- take those values till yeah, this day? Yeah, I still take those values, you know. That's awesome. I pray, you know, there are nights I pray, you know, before I go to sleep, you know. Yeah. What about before you go on stage? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Or is it more of a nervous or... No. Yeah. I, to tell you the truth, I haven't really thought about that. You know, maybe I should start praying before I go on, church, on yeah. stage and say, you know. You know. But it's the places that we're at, you know. It's like, well, you know, I guess all you, all you can ask for is, you know. Uh-huh. God, you know, be with us and uh, give us joy to these people. Yeah, yeah. Who come here, you know, maybe they're searching for something and, you know, maybe we, we might inspire them, you know. yeah give them hope or, you know, at least happiness, you know, enjoy their night. Yeah, I think you guys do because especially weddings, weddings are their biggest night of their, that they're going to remember, you know, and you yeah. guys, I mean, get to uh, get to provide that for them, get to provide the, the music for all that. Have you had any like first dance wedding uh, songs you have to play for a wedding couple? Yeah. Uh, how does yeah. how does that go? It, it's, it's not bad, you know. We do the first dance. The thing, the thing that takes the longest is the the dollar dance. You know? Oh yeah. So what song do you play? So about? we we usually play like um, you know that Brooks and Dunn. Neon Moon. Yeah. Neon, yeah. And we'll just keep playing over <laughs> and over and over. You know, for the longest, probably about ten times through. You know, uh-huh. by the time it's finally done, so it's. Yeah. Is this the biggest challenge you've had to overcome? Is this working nerves in front of a crowd? Is there is there anything in life that's tested you like this? Tested your nerves? Uh, you know, there's, you know, I think the, the only thing, you know, that really, you know, tested my nerves was, you know, when my, my, my oldest daughter, she got sick, you know, she was in Lubbock for like six months, you know, and she, she uh, went through a lot, you know. Oh, really? And it, was, know. it was tough, you uh-huh. know. It was tough, though, you know, it's just... It breaks you down and you know you know it makes you ask questions you know god why yeah why is this happening you know why you know and what was that 
What yeah. Happened? What was what happened with that? Um, you know, she she recovered she and recovered she's to... you know she's back to living her life and you know that's you know I'm think I thank God for you know yeah. helping her out and you know. Is there, yeah. is there anybody that you'd like to give a shout out to that helped you through that tough time? Um, my wife, you know, she was there with me, you know, so yeah. I'd like to shout out to her and you know thank her for being there, you know. She's you know she's done a lot and she's been by my side, you know, through, you know, ever since we met, you know, she's... How did you guys meet? Where'd you guys meet at? Uh, we met at um, Dividend Line. Oh, really? <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, I, I, never, I never thought, you know, that'd be the place that we're on the prowl. <laughs> you're in a good mood, you're getting money, yeah. you might stand next to a pretty lady. <laughs> Where are you? Chris, <laughs> take notes. All right. <laughs> right back down right now. Take some know, notes man. from the man. I know. You're getting I paid and you're finding the love of your life, man. <laughs> now, so, so she was handing you your check, right? Or your shoes? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so she wasn't just someone collecting money. She was giving the check out. Yeah. How did you work that? You were like, hey, I need some money and your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't say anything to her. You know, I just, I just, you know, saw her and I was like, who is this? You know? Uh-huh. And then, um, I just knew who she was, and then, you know, later we met at the round bar, you know, mm -hmm. and at the travel center, and, you know, that was that. You were yeah. like, I play drums. You don't remember <laughs> the first pickup line you told her? <laughs> I don't even remember. You weren't nervous Are, then when you... I, I was nervous. I was so nervous. Test, that is, you got some more nerves tested. Yeah. That's cool. Or was she like, oh, I can hear you talking about me from the other side of the bar. You know, the sound travels. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool, though. That's awesome you guys met. And then uh, how long before you proposed? Oh, it was about maybe, I don't know, four four years maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Did you do the quite... knee? Did you get down? Um, I'm, I'm guilty. I didn't do the knee. And I regret it. <laughs> Anybody out there who's looking to propose, do do the whole shindig. Well, how, how did you do it? Why didn't you do the knee? I told her. I said, we're getting married. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and she said, okay. And that's how we did it. And now, she doesn't let me forget. She was wow. like, oh, I wish somebody would have done this for me. But I, I took control, you know, of the yeah. situation. And I, I thought a woman wanted that. <laughs> a man who takes control and he, he drives the ship. That was me. I was captain of the ship, you know. Yeah. And uh, it, bit me in, it bit me in the butt later on. So don't do that, guys. You Maybe know? you got to renew your vows. Yeah, that's what, I, that's that's what I'm saying. We're coming up on 10 years. So. Oh, really? Yeah. We gotta, wow, 10 years? Yeah, but the, with being in college, it's so hard to uh -huh. think about renewing vows and stuff like that. So after college is over and all that stuff, we'll try that. Yeah. I tried to take a... Oh, let me see what Shane did. What did you do, Shane? I want to hear your story. No, no. I, I want to take notes from you. On I this. was just thinking, you know, what you did, you know, <laughs> kind of like that. The scene from Coming to America. Yeah. Where women, women need a man to take charge. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them what to do. That's exactly... <laughs> I thought there was truth in that. <laughs> Don't do it. It's, it's a bad choice. Yeah, I, I wanted to... Um, I went to join the army and I was so strung out on joining the army and I was there's no way I was gonna leave her, you know, I was I was in love with her and I was I wasn't planning on leaving her at all. So when I got home I was like, Hey, we're getting married and I'm joining the army. She was like, Wait, what? I said, We're gonna get married, I'm gonna take you with me, we're leaving and she was like, Oh, okay. 
that that's the that's the problem with being with me. I'm very um, impulsive. When there's something I want like that, I just have to have it now. And like, thank God Amazon has Prime, <laughs> and you can get shipping within two to three days. Because <laughs> I that's just the way I am, you know. Yeah. And when I when I know what I want, I want it, and I want it at that that time. So yeah, that's kind of a result. And I didn't make the best choices growing up. Don't take those notes, kids. Anyone listening? <laughs> <laughs> but what's your story? How did, what did you tell her? Did you say we want to do it? Did you? I know I asked her to marry me. I, I can't recall if I got down on one knee or not. You know, as long as you asked her, yeah, you asked didn't her. do it my way. Will you marry me? You know, And she mm-hmm. said yes. That's awesome. That's cool. Well, you guys been doing you guys been doing good so far. Your yes. band, your band yes. is um, is thriving, and that's you know something. Whenever um, I don't remember how me and Chris talked about having you on, <clears throat> but uh, as soon as he mentioned your name, I said absolutely. Um, I've seen you. Uh, the only way I know you is from basketball. Really, we used to play ball against each other when I was, uh, I was younger before I left, and so and we we always seemed pretty pretty cool. Uh, we always seem pretty cool. We shook hands after the game, before the game, and maybe once in a while I'll talk a little bit of crap and stuff. But <laughs> it was basketball, you know, and I was I was like Shane. And then that's all I knew. And then when I got back home, I see you around. Um, hey, what's up, Shane? You know, shake your hand. We just kind of still knew each other. And when Chris mentioned um, you coming on, I kind of started thinking back to what I knew about you. And I was like, you know, it's going to be kind of fun because I know Shane. But I don't really know no Shane. I don't know too much about Shane. And um, I had seen you play ball and I'd seen you, you drum. And just watching you drum, that that was already enough for me to want to have you on. Because you're, you're a guy from here, from Escalero. You got your family. You got kids. You're just, you know, you, you're doing your part. You're, kind of, you know, like everyone else. You, you live here with us. You're, you're a trial member with us. But um, you're able to... Put aside any any nerves and any shame. There's you just get up there and you do what you do, and you do it with passion. And I can appreciate that, and I and I respect that. And from what I can tell, you seem like a pretty pretty stand pretty standout dude. And biggest thing is, we, we want to promote you, your talents. We want to promote your band, um, your personality. Uh, I find it very um, how'd you say? It? I'm very interested in the fact that. You were, you know, you're a man of God. You, you got a lot of, um, you seem like you got it, you got it together. You seem, you seem to be doing pretty good as a person. And we want to promote that across the reservation. I want everyone that's listening to this to, um, just know that that's what's positive in this world that's going on today. Definitely. You know, so thank you for coming on for sure. Thank you for being a guest on this podcast and and sharing with us all, all of your talents and, and some of your, your deepest, darkest secrets that you let go. Uh, hopefully, you didn't let anything that you want to take back because we're already too late. We're not going to edit anything out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are uh, you ready for, for 10 questions? No. Is there any last shout-outs that you want to give to anybody? Oh, or? yeah. Two things. That. Uh-huh. Shout-outs. Um... To my wife, you know, my family, you know, my kids, you know, all my friends who are out there. They're probably listening, you know. There's, you know, too many to name, but, you know, you know who you guys are, you know. And stay safe during this time, and, you know, we'll get together when it's all over with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
for sure. Awesome. Well, nothing. What, what do, do you have anything for us or anything you want to talk about? Or um, I don't want to shut you down here if you had something on your mind. How did you guys come about starting this? Yeah, um, we talk about that here yeah, and there. Talk, yeah. Um, I've been in love with podcasts for a long time. There's a bunch of them out there. Me too. Yeah. Um, that's how I pass a lot of my time. And I kind of thought to myself before I met Chris, it seems like such an easy thing to do. Mescalero doesn't have one. And I kind of started to notice a lot of like negativity when I got home from the military. You know, you go when you go places, you see people just talking bad about people at the bar. Uh, as a bartender, I saw a lot of it. You know, gossip is awful. Um, the social media is kind of getting getting up there. Um, just there's negative things out there that I noticed, and I wanted to be like we're talking about earlier, make that change. And so I always kind of had that idea of making a podcast that kind of shines light and positivity where where we can. Where we can do that and it's kind of just a thought you know and um i there was not really anywhere to say i was when i when i was working at the end this past season when i was not not in school um i was on lunch and in the cafeteria down there in the edr all the chairs were pretty much taken all the tables were pretty much taken up and chris was sitting by himself and i asked him hey can i, can I sit by you and he's like yeah take a seat we started to get to know each other over our lunch and uh, I mentioned I was listening to a podcast on the way to work that day, and he said, what do you like? And I was telling him, you know, the podcast I listened to, and I said, you know, I, I wish I could make a podcast one day. I'd like to do it. And he said, well, let's do it. And just like that, you know, <laughs> here we are. We, we One thing led to another. Yeah. And Chris is extremely talented. Um, he, he put together, you know, like the intro music. Um, he put together our, our uh, writing on the wall. Uh, logo he he drafted that and he said you have any ideas of what you want it to look like and I said oh yeah I, I'll send you something so I went into paint and I drew like these two stick figures and there it was like two stick figures like looked like they were writing on the wall and I sent it to him and he's like oh yeah I, I can work with that and I he's probably laughing at my picture <laughs> how, how bad it was and then he sends back this logo blew mine out of the water and one thing just kept leading to another, and he was like, "What do you What do you want the topic to be about?" And immediately we agreed. There was no discussion about it. You know, we both wanted to promote some positive um, topics. We wanted to just shine with positivity in our reservation, just be a beacon of light amongst you know all the other all the other negativity that's out there. And um, it's kind of it kind of feels like it was meant to be. Yeah. Things just kept falling into place, falling into place, and um, before you know it. I got down in the first episode, and I was like, man, I don't know, Chris, I'm kind of nervous. Like, do you sure you want to do this? And he was like, oh, I'm kind of nervous, too. And I was like, dude, you're not supposed to be nervous, man. You. I was just saying that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we were both kind of nervous before it started. I thought he wasn't going to be nervous at all because he's a performer, and he's put himself in the spotlight before. And so I, I was kind of expecting to follow his lead, but Chris was like, no, it's kind of a different thing for me. I don't know if we should be doing this. And uh, we just, we dove in. We On three, one, two, three, we jumped right in. And here we, you know, here we yeah. are. So that's kind of how it came to be. It just, it literally fell into place. Yeah, it did. I always wanted to start a podcast too. I I, um, I couldn't find the right person to start, to start one with because, um, I don't know, like 
it was just but I, once I once I met Blue, it was like the perfect balance because we're kind of like opposite in a lot of different a lot of ways. So, but we're both from the same tribe, so it, it just worked out, you know. I think it brings that perfect balance to what we're trying to do of our uh, our mission, kind of to shed shed light on all the positive things in our in our community for our tribe, you know. But that's pretty much. That's like the first thing I told him when we were having lunch. Yeah. I was like, you know, me and you are like totally different people, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's all right, man. Let's just give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And it just happened, man. And yeah, that's that's how we did it, and then we ended up acquiring some equipment. Yeah, man, it just. Like I said, everything just kind of started falling into place. I'm still not that comfortable uh, behind the mic, but yeah. it seems it seems to be working out. We don't get too much feedback on the on the writing on the wall Facebook. So once one more time, if anybody out there has any feedback for that Facebook page, leave a comment. Um, you can message us. Um, I've gotten a couple messages. We know you guys are listening. We see the data. We see our data. It shows us how many downloads. <laughs> so don't be shy to hit us up and let us let us know what you think or if you want to be on the show. If you want to be on the show, we'll promote what you have going on. We'll talk about it. Um, if you have any ideas, if you want to hear about something, hear about a topic, just, just let us know. Um, oh, yeah, I got a question for you, Shane. Uh, before we end, they just keep popping up. Uh, what would you change on the reservation if you could right now if you could if you had that magic power and you could snap your fingers what would be the first thing that you would change that's a tough question well the first thing i would change well the one thing i would change is you know get rid of all the drugs you know mm-hmm. that's that's the main thing i would do you know get rid of all the drugs and the the bad things that go with it mm-hmm that's your that's your magic finger snap yeah. right there. Just eliminate it, get rid of it. Also, where where is your favorite place to eat on this reservation? On this reservation, mm, I like Old Road. Oh man, oh. you're digging into my oh, fun I questions of the reservation. We're digging into Chris's lane here. Let me no, uh, let's edit that part out. <laughs> no, it's all right. All right, you uh, like you like Old Road? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to get that out of the way. I had cool. I have a listener who wanted me to ask. Um, Something they would change, and where their favorite place to eat was. And I totally forgot we did the ten questions. Yeah, I'm a bad partner, bad podcast. Partner. But but you guys are doing a good thing, you know. I, Thank I, you. you know, we, I, in this day and age, what you guys are doing right now, this you guys are doing a good thing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you know how nerve wracking it is, so you know how we feel like sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I've only been this scared one other time in my life, and it's the first time I jumped from a plane. That's the most scared I've ever been. Wow. Yeah, that was, that was terrifying. Really? Yeah, it's the only time I shook in fear. I've never shaken out of fear before. Really? And then we come and do this. It was pretty nerve-wracking. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's not so much to me just because I think I got used to it from uh, doing radio, from doing the Saturday morning radio on mm-hmm. 101.5, and I've always been involved in it. But um, that's another goal of the podcast. We want to get we, – one of the goals is to get a radio station here in the reservation one day or or something like it that'd be cool yeah or maybe this will turn into something bigger i don't know it's but to to me it's nerve-wracking in the way where you think about it constantly for a long time it's not nerve-wracking like where it's it's an event that kind of just happens like you you train it happens and it's over this thing just keeps going you know and there's there's a lot of things to think about with it and that's what makes it nerve-wracking to me is because there's so much time and we keep doing this. Like, there's more episodes, one after another, one after another. Yeah. It's not like I'm training for an event, and that event happens, and it's over. You know? Yeah. 
But the the flip side is, I guess we're getting a little bit better. I yeah, I like, think so. I feel like we're getting better. Yeah, I think we're getting better. We come a long way. If people are still listening after this podcast, <laughs> and we're like, dang, well, we've had them after how many podcasts have we done now? Is this going to be our ninth or tenth? Yeah, if you're still with us. It's going to be the ninth, I think. If you're still with us, thank you. You know, just keep, <laughs> send us some suggestions. You want to you hear anything or hear us talk about anything or you want a certain guest on, just let us know. Yeah. So that's it. Do you have it? That, that, that's it. No, that that's all. Cool. All right. So we're gonna get into our to wrap it up. Our it's called ten fun questions of the res. And I didn't know if anybody caught this, but the last time we played it, I only asked nine. I missed one of the best questions on there. I don't I know that you didn't, you didn't catch it. I can't count. That's good because everybody asked. They didn't even catch it. So that's kind of good. They didn't even see my mistake. <laughs> but it was a good question. It was like one of the best ones. But uh, so we'll go ahead and get into this. It's called ten fun questions of the res. And uh, whenever I ask you these questions, just don't even hesitate. Just answer them as fast as you can, okay? And some of them are going to be fill in the blank. Okay. So here we go. We'll start off. Uh, first question. East LA or Old Road? Old Road. Windows or Broken Arrow? Broken Arrow. Hunting or fishing? Fishing. Tribal store or Casino Apache Travel Center store? Tribal store. Club 49 or Actual Feast 49? Club 49. Club 49. <laughs> <laughs> Stuffed fry bread or fry bread with a bowl of chili? Stuffed fry bread. My favorite thing about Mescalero is? The tradition. The tradition. Okay. I am most thankful for? Family. Yep. My favorite holiday is? Christmas. I am Shane Kittazini and I love playing the drums. Playing the drums. All right, there you have it. That's 10 fun questions of the Reds, ladies and gentlemen. One more time, big shout out to Shane Kittazini. Thank you for being on the show. And thank you, everyone out there, for listening to Riding on the Wall podcast. We'll see you next time. Ms. Calero. As you probably know by now, you're listening to a podcast. Give a chance for some of the unique stories out there um, to be heard and, if anything, inspire our community.